What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. And this one is some of my final thoughts ahead of double game week 25. So I'm going to go through some of the key press conference information, talk about my team and possible transfers, and then answer some of your questions as well. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Let's get into it. All right, let's start with the big press conference first of all, which is Liverpool. And Klopp gave us quite a bit of information. So the headline news is Mohamed Salah is back in full training and will return to the Liverpool squad at Brentford. So he's going to be at a bare minimum on the bench. Obviously, could still start as well. And it's worth knowing for anyone that's unsure about what to do with Liverpool players, they do play first in this game week. So we might get early team news for them ahead of the deadline. So keep an eye on that tomorrow um, if you can hold your transfers until that point. He also said that Dominic Sobersly is to return around the Carabao Cup final, which doesn't really make too much difference for FPL. But he said could have a chance to feature, so could be back for the Carabao Cup final. Then went on to say that Trent Alexander-Arnold to be back one or two weeks after that. So it sounds like Sobersly is going to be back before Trent, and Sobersly won't be back until the Carabao Cup final at the earliest, which means Trent's going to miss both games in double game week 25. So if anyone was thinking about uh, selling him, that probably needs to happen, right? Because even if you hold on to him, there's no guarantee that he'll be back for game week 27 anyway. I'm not going to go through massive amounts of details right now about replacements i've already done that this week there's a few questions about defenders later on as well but Klopp, uh, sorry Klopp, trent is definitely a sell and i will be getting rid of him uh from my team this week the main players probably are a liverpool defender my favorite favorite one is van dyke ake from man city maybe arsenal defenders if you haven't already got um the double up there he also said that connor bradley's back so is allison as well so for people worried about those two uh, there shouldn't be any issues it doesn't mean that in Bradley's case in particular, he's definitely going to start twice. But there is a good chance with Trent Alexander-Arnold out, given how well he did, you know, last time Trent was injured. Now, just on Salah, right? I still stand by the fact for most people, or stand by what I said the other day, that for most FPL managers, there's probably no need to panic about getting him into your squad. If it's going to start costing minus eights, minus twelves, and include hits for both this week and what it will cost you next week, I'm not sure it's necessarily worth it without that guarantee that he starts against Brentford. So if we don't get any team leak, I don't think you can assume that he's in that first 11 because he could be on the bench. I understand all the arguments about how fit of a player he is and that he always starts when he's available. I get that, but he has been injured. And we saw with Trent that they kind of bedded him back into the team slowly. It could absolutely be the case that Salah is benched against Brentford, then starts against Lewin. Now, if you own him, you probably keep hold of him. Unless Salah opens up, really excellent other transfer routes for you if you own him you probably keep but for anyone that doesn't unless you can get there for a minus four i'm just not sure i would do it if you're sat there thinking i can take a minus four and i'm going to risk it even if he doesn't start against brentford because he should against luton then fair enough i don't see any harm in doing that but he's probably not going to be a captaincy option especially if harlan is available which it seems like he is and you've got, well, you don't have to sell him in game week 26, but Liverpool don't have a fixture. So I think that's got to be factored in. If Liverpool had a double, then a good fixture, then obviously they've got Forrest away in 27. My thoughts around Salah might be a little bit different, but the fact they've got a blank straight away causes a lot of problems. And there's no guarantee, one, that he will start against Brentford tomorrow, and two, how many minutes he will get. At this point, my guess would be one bench, one start. But who knows, it could be two benches ahead of the Carabao Cup final. I think that's less likely because, like people keep telling me, right, Salah always plays. Um, but my guess would be a bench against Brentford 
starts against Lewin. But if you can wait until tomorrow, we might get early team news. I think the knock-on effects of Salah being back mean that Nunez, Diaz and Jota's minutes go down a little bit. If you already own them, I just wouldn't do anything with them. I would just play them and hope for the best. I couldn't even necessarily guess who would get the most minutes. Like if Salah's back in on the right, does that mean Diaz on the left, then one of Jota or Nunez through the middle? Does it mean Nunez on the left and then Jota through the middle and Diaz misses one of the games? I think it's quite hard to tell. Um, but if you own them and you're not looking to get Salah or anything like that, I would just keep hold of them, play them for 25 and then just stick to whatever your plan was from 26 onwards. If you're thinking about buying any of those players, would this completely put me off? Probably not. And if Salah is benched against Brentford, I still think they're probably worth the transfer in, even if it costs you a minus four next week, just to take that, you know, punt on the double and just hope that it pays off, which is basically what we're trying to do with transfers every single week, right? We bring players in and hope it pays off. I would still probably do that with the likes of Diaz, Jota and Nunez. I don't think there's anything else I've missed here. So we talked about Salah, Trent's obviously out. I mean, in terms of defenders, right, if you're looking for a Liverpool one, I still think that Van Dijk is the safest bet. Could Robertson play twice? Possibly. Could Bradley play twice? It's definitely possible as well. But Gomez is around. He can play left back or right back. They have got other options. I'm just not sure. I just don't know if there's enough upside there. Like if Robertson plays twice, I probably prefer him to Van Dijk. But I think for one game week only, for a double as well, I'm just not sure I would personally take that risk. If you want a defender, for me, it's Van Dijk. I think a lot of people are going to do Trent to Bradley because of the money it saves. And I think that's perfectly fine if it opens up another big move like Salah, for example. Uh, but if it's a straight up choice between Van Dyke or Bradley, I would just go for the safer option. So Spurs, who are well used to defender injuries this season, have got a couple more. Both Pedro Porro and Destiny Udoggi are out of tomorrow's game, which is Wolves at home in game week 25. But the hope is they'll be back for Spurs next match, which is Palace at home on March the 2nd, because they blank in game week 26. Now, usually, when you hear a player's out for a couple of weeks, it's not great. But in this case, they may only miss one game, which probably isn't the end of the world for most um, FPL managers. Really, the decision about whether to sell them or not, and look, there will be some Udogi owners. Most people have probably got Poro, if anyone, from Spurs. The decision whether or not to sell them will come down to whether you can manage game week 25, because you already knew they weren't playing in 26. And if the plan was to keep them through that, because of Palace at home in 27, Villa away in 28, and obviously they definitely play in 29, then you could still do that if you've got three other defenders to play. If you haven't, and Porro is one of the ones you needed to play against Wolves at home, and you're someone that's also got like Trent and all the other defenders that are injured at the moment, then maybe it isn't the worst time um, to move him on. Because there's no guarantee he would be back for that Palace game. That's what they hope, but I guess it could end up being a little bit longer. If you need to sell him, We'll just quickly talk about defender replacements because I feel like we've done it quite a lot um, this week in general. And I'm sure a few other names are going to get mentioned in this video as well. But I would probably risk going for a Man City defender at this point. And I know I've said in the past that they're a headache. And to be honest, I might change my mind on this by tomorrow's deadline. But with Vardy out, I just wonder whether it's worth taking the risk on someone like Nathan Aki, who's 5.1 million. And depending on when you got Poro, he's probably around the same price. I'm just going to check... Uh, Pedro Porro's current price is 5.8, right? And he started the season at 5. Point, let me see here, 5 million, right? So for most of you, you can probably afford to go from Porro straight to Ake. So that's probably a move that I would look at. And although City will probably blank in 29, 
you obviously have that fixture in 26 to cover as well. So not only are you get the double this week, you also get cover in 26 as long as he plays all of those games. Because of course, if he only plays both for the double that misses 26, you've just got another blank game week player in your team. But I guess if you had Poro anyway and you're going to hold him through, there's not really a huge amount of difference there. Honestly, in terms of other cheap defenders, there's not really, outside of Arsenal, there's not really too many I would want to bring in this week. Like, there's some that are going to be useful later on, like in 29, but most of them don't have great fixtures this week. Like, Arsenal versus Burnley away is probably one of the best. I've talked about Villa a lot. I just don't, like, Power Torres is probably the one that I would go for, but given that he hasn't had a star in the league since he came back from injury, that would worry me a little bit. Um, is it the time to buy someone like Botman? maybe Bournemouth home is not bad but then you run into Arsenal away in 26 I just don't think there's too many defenders that I would buy like Harry Maguire possibly his minutes could be good at the moment Man United may blank in 29 as well and it's a away game against Luton too I'm not sure Man United get a clean sheet so I'd probably be looking if you have to sell at Ake or an Arsenal defender let me know down in the comments below if you think there's anyone else I'm missing out I know a lot of people like Regulon or Pinnock from Brentford I don't mind that because of the double, the game in 26 and 29. But I just think with Liverpool at home, Man City away, it doesn't inspire a huge amount of confidence. You could go for Doughty, which is the move I did last week. Porridge to Doughty, double game week this week, quite attacking. But there's not a huge amount of other defenders that I think I'll be looking at. But Porro, you can keep or sell. It really depends on whether you need him this week, I think. All right, let's talk about Aston Villa next. So Unai Emery confirmed that Diego Carlos has picked up a hamstring injury is going to be out for three to four weeks. So four weeks would take us roughly to the middle of March. If I just look at Aston Villa's fixtures here, uh, I can't remember when game week 29 is. Yeah, game week 29 is the 17th of March. So there is a chance that he could miss that, but he might be back sooner. Either way, you're not buying him right now. And if you own him and you needed him to cover some of the weeks that are coming up, probably time to um, get rid of him he did also confirm that Kamara is out for the season I didn't see any maybe I've missed it right but I didn't see any information or questions asked about Konza so we still don't quite know how long he's out for if you are someone that wants to pick up a cheap Villa defender this week to cover 26 Forest at home and 29 which is obviously going to be a blank game week for some teams as well I would probably buy how Torres, I think, because I think whatever happens with players coming back from injury, he will be nailed while he's fit and available. The only thing that worries me about him is I don't think he's had any minutes since he came back from injury. And I do think that is a little bit um, of a concern. But he has been back in the squad, I think, for one or two games. So hopefully, for anyone that's looking to buy a Villa defender, he will play. You could go for Matty Cash. I don't think that's out of the question either, because with Cons are out and... Carlos out he's almost certainly going to play right back they just don't have enough players to play a center back at right back who then becomes part of a three in the build-up like Villa like how we see Villa play sometimes but obviously when everyone's back fit cash might be an issue but if you can get through to 29 bearing in mind a lot of people will wild card either before that or by 30 or 31 he might be worth the punt some people are probably thinking well hang on they've got Mings out Diego Carlos out Conza could be out Kamara's out for the season is there any need to go for a Villa defender I think they are certainly less valuable than they were a couple of weeks ago but with the fixtures they've got and the game weeks that they cover I wouldn't completely write it off it's not necessarily like my number one priority target this week to buy a Villa defender but I still think in 26 when I sell 
you know, if I sell, tra- like if I do, if I have Trent or if I sell him to another Liverpool defender, let's say I've got to make a defender transfer in 26, I'm pretty sure I would still buy a Villa defender just because of the fixtures. But for anyone with Diego Carlos, he's no good to you now. You're probably buying Paul Torres or Cash. I think Paul Torres is probably the the slightly safer, longer term option. But actually, now I think about while I'm talking about out loud about this question, you've only really got to get through to about game week 29-ish. Is there a chance that Cash plays all those games? Potentially. It might be worth the risk. So just before we get into your questions, I'm going to talk about my own team because I am someone that owns Trent Alexander-Arnold and it does look like he's probably going to miss both games in 25, as we've just discussed. So there's some big decisions to be made. Most of the rest of my team looks okay. So just to quickly go through it, I've got Dubravka in goal against Bournemouth at home, Gabriel uh, in defence against Burnley away and Doughty as well with a double game week. The midfield four is Richarlison, Foden, Jota and Saka. And then up front, I've got Haaland with my triple captain, uh, Watkins and Darwin Nunez. So Trent is the only one that's red flagged. And one move that I could make is just to play Saliba instead. That would mean that I'm not having to take an additional minus four next week, which I would if I bought a Liverpool defender instead, like Van Dijk, for example. But it does leave me with just Darwin and Jota from Liverpool and Foden and Haaland from Man City, which might be more than okay because there's minutes concerns over quite a few players from both of those teams this week. But it just doesn't sit right with me not to attack a double game with two such good teams. So I just don't think I can do that. I think I've got to sell Trent. So the options are, which I spoke about on team selection the other day, is just to do Trent straight to Nathan Ake, who I do quite like in the short term. Longer term, he's probably not an option. We'll talk about that later. But I could just do that and roll. Uh, Sorry, not roll, but just not spend an additional hit this week. That would give me three Man City, but only two Liverpool. If I wanted a third Liverpool attacker, so if I wanted to get Diaz in, I could do either Palmer out or Richarlison. But as I discussed on team selection, that would mean, right, if I did Palmer to Diaz, I would have to bench one of Saka against Burnley, Watkins against Fulham or Richarlison against Wolves. And I'm not sure that is necessarily worth it. Plus, it would cost me a minus four to get Diaz and then I'd still have to get him rid next week. So then that would be a minus eight in total. So I'm not sure I'm going to do that. And I think the fact that Salah is now back, even if he doesn't start against Brentford, the fact he's back makes me less likely to want to go for that third Liverpool attacker. If they played in 26, maybe that'd be a different story. But as it stands, it's probably not something that I want to do. The other thing I could consider is something like Trent. Well, one thing I could consider just to kind of rattle through the different options is Trent to Van Dyke and roll, okay? And yes, it costs me an extra minus four next week, but I think four points to have Van Dyke for the double is not bad. So that's something I'm considering as well. I could, especially if he starts against Brentford, take a risk on Connor Bradley. Because if he starts against Brentford, the easier game is against Luton at home. So he might start that as well. The only thing is, is he going to start Brentford, Luton and the Carabao Cup final? I'm not so sure. And I think I think if Trent misses out in the Carabao Cup final, he could get that game. But they may play Gomez there. And this is where the problems come in. I'm just not, I'm not super confident that um, Bradley will get two starts. But... By doing Trent to Bradley for 4.1, it allows me to do someone like Richarlison to De Bruyne. And that gives me triple Liverpool, triple Man City. And I don't think Richarlison's a bad option for 25 whatsoever. And I think he's a good option for 29 as well, when obviously we know Spurs are playing. 
But by getting De Bruyne, I've got one less player that blanks in 26. Because obviously Man City have got a Bournemouth away. So that would give me triple Man City attack and then still the double Liverpool attack with Bradley in defence. So it would give me six players from both of those teams combined, obviously. And then I've got Doughty. So seven double game week players for a minus four. But then next week in 26, I guess I'd have one less transfer to make because I've already got De Bruyne this week. So instead of taking a minus eight next week by getting Van Dyke this week, it'd be a minus four this week and a minus four next week, if that makes sense. Because I would sell... Darwin and Jota in 26 but I think I could keep hold of Bradley because I'd have Bradley, Doughty and Palmer on the bench and I would just hope that um, Charlie Taylor plays apparently he was close for the last game so hopefully he plays in 25 and there's available for 26 some people have, just to get off the De Bruyne point which I'll come on to in a minute some people have asked me you know, is it not actually going to cost you a minus 8 or a minus 12 in game week 26 because Charlie Taylor might not be available He's a player that I'm not really bothered about because if he plays, he's probably only going to get me a one or two pointer. I'd happily take that risk rather than spend more points to get someone else instead. So even if I have to play with 10 men in 26, I'm not going to bother getting rid of Charlie Taylor or dealing with that just to kind of cover that point. But Bradley and De Bruyne is kind of tempting. The thing is, it's a minus four to get De Bruyne, who's brilliant. But... um. He's probably not going to start all three of the next three games. But he might do enough in two games to warrant bringing him in. And we've seen how good Bradley is from an attacking perspective as well, right? It's just... Do you know what I mean? I could be taking a minus four for two double game week players. And they might only get one game each. And that's what I'm not sure about. But then another part of me is saying... You always want to go for the double game week players. So just go for it. So I'm very conflicted. So I'm not going to bang on and on about my team here. But they're the kind of moves I'm looking at. It might be similar to last week that after I record this video, I think of something else because there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, kind of things to mull over. But the fact that I can do that and you know that Trent is out for two games is kind of tempting. And it, it's not a massive U-turn on De Bruyne at all. Like I've said all along, if you haven't got an easy way to get him or he stops you making other moves, it's probably not worth it. But now Trent is out, suddenly there's a lot of money that can be unlocked and that has kind of change things so i'm not sure where i'm gonna go but i am quite tempted just to get de bruyne in and have six players from liverpool and man city let me know in the comments below what combination of transfers have i missed and what should i be doing this week all right let's get into some of your questions so what are my thoughts on doing ollie watkins to ivan tony this week for the double game week and it's one of those transfers where i don't think it's awful or anything like that if someone was going to do it i wouldn't try and talk them out of it but I don't think that most people need to do it, especially for a minus four, just because of the fixtures, really. I mean, in theory, Tony is just as good, if not a slightly better FPL pick, because he's guaranteed to take penalties, whereas Ollie Watkins obviously leaves them to Douglas Louise. But in terms of open play goal threat, Watkins has been excellent, and the fixtures are just better. If we look at the ones for um, Brentford, you've got Liverpool at home and then Man City away in the double. So the additional fixture for Brentford this week is Man City away, right? Which is one of the toughest you're going to play all season. West Ham away is okay. Chelsea at home, I mean, you never know which Chelsea you're going to get. It may or may, may, or may not be an okay fixture. Arsenal away is difficult. And then in 29, you've got Burnley away, which is pretty good. So from now until game week 29, which we know will be a blank game week for some teams, Brentford have got one extra fixture which is essentially that Man City away game that was postponed because of the Club World Cup. Then with Watkins, 
You've got Fulham away this week, Nottingham Forest at home in 26, Luton away in 27, Spurs at home, which I would probably say is easier than both Chelsea at home for Brentford and Arsenal away, which they have, because Spurs defence hasn't been great this season, plus it's a home game. And then Villa also gets to play West Ham away, same as Brentford. So the fixtures outside of the double, that additional fixture for Brentford, are much better for Aston Villa. And obviously Watkins has been great. That's why I just don't think it's necessarily worth it. Like if you're in a position where you don't need to do anything else and it's a free transfer and it's not going to cost you more points down the line, then maybe you could go for it and just take that chance on the double. Because Tony is more than good enough to, you know, get returns in both of the games in 25. But I just think if... If he doesn't do that in the double, you'd much rather have Watkins from 26 onwards. So my plan is to get Tony for blank game week 29, but probably not until 29 itself, because before then, I'd rather have Haaland, Watkins, and Solanke. I mean, Tony is on, I think, four returns in four games since he returned to that Brentford side. So I'm not trying to say that he's a bad option. Absolutely not. We all know how good he is. I just don't think this is a move that I would probably make. So why is Carl Walker no longer an option? I don't think he got a mention in yesterday's video, and that probably is true. I think I have turned more towards Nathan Ake at this point with Vardio out for two to three weeks. But it's also because Walker has only started one of the last three league matches, and that has kind of spooked me a little bit. Some people said that, you know, the game against Burnley in game week 22, you know, he was benched for personal reasons. Maybe that's the case. But then he played 90 minutes and then got benched again against Everton. So I don't think that fully explains it. I think it's more likely that Man City have got Champions League back now. They played Copenhagen this week. And also they've got a lot of fit defenders. Like some players like Akanji and Stones, they've been out for parts of this season. And so they've needed to play Walker most weeks. That's not necessarily the case at the moment. So I don't think it's a situation where Walker is now a terrible option. If I had him... I would definitely play him for the double. I wouldn't use a transfer to get rid of him. I would play him and just hope that he starts twice. But I'm not sure if you're buying a Man City defender in 25 that he is the best option. Because with Ake, you've got someone similar to Walker that has got a lot of 90 minutes recently. As in, like, Walker had a lot of 90 minutes earlier this season and Ake's had them now. But not only that, he's had those minutes with Vardio fit and now Vardio isn't fit and he's the only other kind of left-footed defender in that team now it doesn't mean that Ake is completely nailed because we've seen other players let play left back before like Akanji but I think given his recent minutes and Vardio's injury Ake is probably the Man City defender that I would buy this week if I needed one it's also worth saying that Man City defenders aren't really long-term options I would say because in 27 it's Man United at home which they could get a clean sheet in that game but then it's Liverpool away in 28 that's way more difficult and in game week 29, it's almost certain that Man City will blank because the only way they won't blank in 29 is if Wolves beat Brighton and Luton beat Man City in the FA Cup. If both of those results happen, then Man City wouldn't blank, but they probably are going to. So you've got a double, then Bournemouth away, then it's Man United at home, Liverpool away, and a probable blank. So even if you're buying a Man City defender now, you're probably getting rid of him quite soon, in which case I'm going to go for the left footer while the other left footer is injured. And it might be that Ake only plays two of the next three, one of the next three. That is the risk. But if I was buying a Man City defender this week, I think that is probably where I would go. Had Walker continued to play 90 minutes every game, he would be the one that I would be getting. But that just hasn't happened, so things have changed. But if I had, any, if I had him already, I'd probably just keep hold of him. So what do I think of Trippier as a replacement for Trent? The fixtures are good. Now, the first thing I would say is make sure, if you're considering getting Trippier, 
that once you've done that move, you can still afford all the other transfers that you want to make. Because Trippy is not that cheap, and obviously money might seem okay at the moment. That might not be the case in a few game weeks' time. So I think he's about seven million. Uh, let me just double check here. He might have gone down actually. Uh, he's six point eight million. So if you put him into your team, what is that going to stop you doing? you know, in future game weeks. So that's one thing to consider. Outside of that, I mean, in terms of the fixtures being good, I'm not sure I necessarily agree completely. Like, Bournemouth at home this week is pretty good. Um, Arsenal away in 26 is tough. So Newcastle do have a fixture that week, which is good because a lot of teams, well, not a lot of teams, but four teams don't. But having to play Arsenal away, I don't see a clean sheet there. Wolves at home is okay, but then you've got to play Chelsea away in 28. So again, I would see... Probably no clean sheet for Newcastle in that game either. And their defensive numbers haven't been great this season. And Bournemouth and Wolves are fully capable of scoring as well. Now, don't get me wrong. If I had Trippier, I'd be more than happy to play him in all of those fixtures. But I'm not sure they're quite as good as they look on paper. And then in 29 against Crystal Palace away, the only way that game will be on is if Blackburn Rovers beat Newcastle in the FA Cup, which the odds would say is quite unlikely. So I think with Trippier, a lot of... The reason to bring him in is because of this week, because you get that Bournemouth at home game in a week where you're also having to get rid of Trent Alexander-Arnold. But after that, I'm not sure he's quite as good as it might seem. The only thing I would say to kind of counter my own argument, there's not a huge amount of standout defenders that I would want to bring in right now outside of maybe City and Liverpool ones for the double, possibly you know Bournemouth ones just for double game week 28. And obviously Arsenal defenders, which I've spoken about quite a lot. So if you've got the room for Trippier and you've got the money and it doesn't stop you doing other moves, and I don't mind it, but I'm not sure the fixtures are quite as good as they look. And Newcastle's defensive numbers do worry me a little bit. So now there are less cheap defenders to go for. How do you rate eight Nuri for the upcoming game weeks? So and I think with cheap defenders, it really depends on which game weeks you need to play them in. If you're going for someone like a Trippier or a Trent, even if they have to play Arsenal away, you're still okay to put them in the first 11. You wouldn't necessarily want to do that with someone like Aiton Yuri. He can be attacking, but he's not that good that I would want to play him in difficult fixtures unless I absolutely had to. So when I look at the Wolves games coming up, like this week, for example, with Spurs away in game week 25, I don't really see a clean sheet happening there. If the if you're bringing Aiton Yuri in to fund another move and then for covering 26 against Sheffield United at home, fair enough. But if you're bringing him in this week to play him against Spurs, and then Sheffield United in 26 and Newcastle in 27, bearing in mind the Spurs and Newcastle games are both away from home, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. And okay, 28 is Fulham at home, which isn't bad, but overall I wouldn't want to bring him in to play him in the next four game weeks. If you need him for 26 and 28, and then maybe one of the other fixtures, fair enough, but I think you need to think about which game weeks he's there to cover. And in 29, it's Bournemouth at home, but that's one of the matches which is quite likely to be off in 29, because if either Wolves or Bournemouth go through to the next round of the FA Cup, that match won't be able to be played. So in theory, I really like them for 26 Wolves defenders. And Aiton Yuri is probably one of the better options. Uh, but I'm not sure how useful he's going to be to you after that. So again, it's going to come down to your own team. I think with, with the lack, like as in the question, right, with a lack of other really good cheap defenders right now, I really don't think it's a bad shout. Again, I don't think it's a terrible move or anything like that. Like I think Aston Villa defenders are quite difficult to know who to go for right now. Most people probably don't want a West Ham defender. Is it the right time to buy, uh, buy Brighton defenders? Probably not. Some people are even looking at Harry Maguire right, or Connor Bradley just for the double. There's not a huge amount of cheap defenders. So I think if you want to go for Aiton Yuri and he covers 
you know, other players in your team pretty nicely and 26 is going to be a key reason for going for him, then do it, right? If it covers for your team, happy days. So with Luton's fixtures in the double, would you start their defenders over a good single game week player like Estepinian? And the answer for me is almost always going to be a yes, because if I've got a double game week player that I always want to play them, even if I had like Pinnock or Regulon from Brentford with Liverpool at home and Man City away and almost no chance of a clean sheet in either game, I would still probably play them over most single game week players. Like I think Estepinian is good. Obviously, he's been brilliant at times this season. But it is an away game, right? I mean, it's Sheffield United, I get that, but it's still an away game. And is there a guarantee that he starts? Because he has missed a few games recently. I think it's very likely that he starts, don't get me wrong, because I think he is in their strongest 11. But it's not impossible that he could get benched. Lamptey could play on the left. Maybe Veltman, who's back now, could play on the right. So I guess there's not that guarantee he's in the first 11. And then you're benching a double game weaker for the privilege. I don't think I would do it. I do think, I'll just clarify, I do think Estrepinian will start. And obviously, Sheffield United is a good fixture. But away from home versus a double for Dow, like someone like Doughty of Man United at home and Liverpool away, I would play the double game weaker. I think if if it's Doughty in particular, I think you've got to play him because he's quite attacking or can be quite attacking. If you've got a different Luton defender, like maybe you've had, I don't know, like Amari Bell for ages then maybe you could bench him because he's not quite as attacking. But even so, if I've got that double game weaker in my team already, I'm always going to play them in a the double game. I think it would have to be an awful FPL pick and awful, awful fixtures for me to say kind of no to that. You can absolutely make the case that it's not worth bringing them into your team, right? If it doesn't make sense, fair enough. But if you've already got them, I probably wouldn't bench them. So I've probably covered this question quite a lot this week, but as it's such a big talking point, I'm going to go through it again. So would you hold the triple captainship for Solanke, presumably in double game week 28, or give it to Haaland in double game week 25? Now, as it stands, my triple captainship is still active on Haaland for 25. You can cancel it, by the way, as long as you do it before the deadline. But mine is active on Haaland. And I don't really see any reason to change my mind on that unless we get an indication that Haaland's not going to start one of those two games. Because obviously one of the reasons to use the triple captain in a double is because you get two matches. So I'm going to use it on him because I'm pretty confident he's going to start both of those games. And I think although Solanke has two good home fixtures, two really good home fixtures to be fair, Lewin at home and Sheffield United at home, I think Haaland's underlying stats beat... Solanke even though he's got slightly tougher fixtures on paper to be honest with you I just think Haaland at home is almost always a guarantee of some kind of points and if I think he's already at you know a goal in each game even with no bonus points that's 12 points straight away and he's more than capable of doing more than that so I am going to use it this week um, I just don't think that Solanke is necessarily better. Now, I don't think it's a case that Haaland is miles ahead of Solanke. If you wanted to save it as more of a differential, you wanted to target the better fixtures, go for it, right? Just leave it on Solanke instead. It's not a big deal. You still get to captain Haaland, and that is something I really want to stress, right? People, uh, I've spoken about this before, they overcomplicate the triple captainship. If you don't use it, you can still captain that player. You're still going to get double whatever Haaland scores, and then you also get triple whatever Solanke scores in 28. So if you're not happy with Haaland, you're not confident about him, whatever it might be, if you're just not sure you've got a gut feed and whatever it is, then go for Solanke instead. There's no issues with that. Just on Salah, just to talk about it again, I'm, even if we got it confirmed that he was starting against Brentford, I think it would still be a little bit of a risk 
to triple captain him because you don't know what his minutes will be like. Like he might, even if he starts against Brentford, he might get like 60, 70 minutes. Then it could be the same against Luton. Now that might be enough to outscore Haaland, but I'm just not sure I would risk it. And of course, if Salah, if we don't get any confirmation that Salah starts against Brentford, then I certainly wouldn't triple captain him. Um, some people have said to me, just last thing, if I take the triple captain off Haaland this week, will I just give it to someone else? I, I almost certainly won't. I would just use it on Solanke instead. I'm not sure there's a better option this week than Solanke in 28 other than Haaland because anyone like Jota or Nunez or Diaz or Foden or De Bruyne, I wouldn't be 100% sure about their minutes and that would be enough just to not use the chip. So for me... Is Haaland this week or Solanke in 28? I'm not really thinking about anyone else right now. If you wanted to use on someone else, you absolutely could, like Foden or Diaz, uh, sorry, Foden or Nunez or Jota. I just don't think I would want to take that risk personally. So Arsenal defence versus Liverpool defence, which is better considering they play the same number of fixtures from now until game week 28? So of course, Arsenal have got single game weeks the whole way through, and then Liverpool have got a double this week, but a blank in 26. So yes, the overall number of fixtures is the same. Now, if I was having to guess who's going to score the most points out of Van Dijk, Gabriel and Saliba, because they're the three defenders that I would be looking at, I wouldn't be confident about any of the other Liverpool defender minutes, and obviously Trent's out at the moment. And then with Arsenal, the two centre-backs are probably the ones to go for. My guess would be Arsenal, because they don't have to play Man City. That's pretty much the only reason. Like Liverpool, after their blank, have got Forest away, and then Man City are home in 28. And I just don't see a clean sheet in that game. And the Arsenal defence is a little bit better as well. Their underlying numbers are better than Liverpool in terms of uh, expected goals conceded. And in terms of goal threat, I think Van Dijk, Saliba and Gabriel are all kind of similar enough from, from an FPL point of view. So I would say Arsenal defender, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I would buy the Arsenal defender this week because something could go wrong, you know, in a couple of game weeks time and there could be injuries and stuff like that. Whereas right in front of you, you've got a pretty good double game week for Liverpool, Brentford away and Luton at home. So even if buying Van Dijk was going to cost you four points in 26, I might still take that risk because of the double game week. So my guess is that Gabriel or Saliba will score more points than Van Dijk from now until 28. But very short term, Liverpool have got the points right in front of them because they've got the double game week. Now there's probably other factors to consider. And again, it is going to come down to your team set up and stuff like that. If it makes more sense and take and means less hits down the line, then of course go for the Arsenal defender. I think they're great. I've had them for a long time. I've got the double up. But obviously, 425 itself, I definitely think that Van Dijk is going to score more. He's got the extra game, and he, he doesn't have to play Man City until um, 28. But yes, from now till 28, Arsenal defender probably just about. So is it worth worrying about blank game week 29 before the FA Cup games are played? And keep in mind that the fifth round of the FA Cup will be played after 26, but before 27. So by game week 27, we'll know who's definitely blanking in 29. My concern is over planning for game week 29 just for upsets to happen and lots more games being on than are currently expected. So I would say with any decision you make in FPL, you should take into account all the information that you have, but there has to be a balance with your decisions, right? So as an example, if you've got two players, one plays in 29 and one doesn't, but the one that doesn't is so much better before that, right? So maybe from 25 to 28, that I would probably pick that player even though you know they're going to blank later on, because there are still more points to be had right now, okay? And I think people worry that 
because they plan so much for the future, they miss on, on point. They miss out on points that are right in front of them, right? So in that case, I would take the player that blanks because before that, I would expect to get a lot more points. And by the time we get to 29, both players could be injured anyway. So you take the points that are kind of right in front of you for 25, 26, 27, etc. If you're looking at two players that are very similar and you can't decide between them, but one has a fixture later on, which is going to make it much easier to you know, get through that game week, then that is the player that I would choose. So you have to weigh up all the information before making that decision. So you shouldn't ignore the fact that there's going to be blanks in 29, but it shouldn't be the only thing you think about either, because as said in the question, upsets can happen, and that might make it easier to plan. It might be that there's no upsets, and so many of your players that are currently in your squad that are going to play in 29 get injured, that you end up free hitting anyway. So things can change quickly. It really depends on which players you're thinking about, right? So if it was, I don't know, I, I can't think of a good example, right? But let's just say you knew Sheffield United were playing in 29. You were going to go for one of their defenders this week or an Arsenal one. I'm definitely taking that Arsenal one, even though they're likely to blank in 29. A bit of an extreme example, but hopefully you kind of get the point. I'm going to leave that video there. If you enjoyed it, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And I will catch you tomorrow for the deadline stream, which hopefully will be starting at half nine UK time. I did have some problems doing a deadline stream from here before in my temporary office, but hopefully this time it will be okay. So fingers crossed I'll catch you for a proper deadline stream tomorrow. If it doesn't work, I'll just jump on my phone. I'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.